0: Welcome to the Divorce Fairy Godmother with your host Cassie as she discusses issues facing divorced women. Listen close while the host and her guests talk about topics such as femininity, hypergamy, gentle parenting, emotional intelligence, and self-love and much much more. So sit back and get comfortable for the Divorce Fairy Godmother. I've been going for a minute now. I'm back with a jump off. Goons in the club in case something jump off. Listen, I know y'all missed me. I do. I do. But I have been going for the best of reasons. No, I haven't been. I've really just been getting my mental health together um, and just being mindful of what I share on social media and setting boundaries with myself so I'm not oversharing and just putting my business on the internet. Um, I'm still in the same spot, (laughs) still in the same house, still in the same bed, but things are changing. I am living alone for the first time in years, guys, years, and it's exciting. Like, I'm not even nervous or scared or anything like that. Like, I'm actually quite elated, like, really excited about that. Um, I've actually been turning my house into a home for the last, actually, maybe, like, week week and a half maybe two since I found out the news um but basically a little backstory if you guys have if this is your first time listening to my podcast I had I was living in New Jersey with my ex-husband I moved to North Carolina after a very traumatic situation with him and my job I used to work for the post office and I moved to North Carolina um under the guise, the conversation that I had with my mom, um, she saw that I was just going through a little bit and she wanted me to, or she suggested that I move down here with her so she could help me get on my feet. And it's been nothing of that, um, since. And now that we're at the tail end of it, uh, i've just been having quite a few revelations and one being that this is actually the longest i've lived with my mother in my entire life maybe since i was a baby or maybe like eight or nine or ten years old we've always lived with someone or she's dropped us off to people's homes for us to keep them for them to keep us while she worked or whatever she did um So this is the longest time that we've been in this close proximity to each other in all of these years, excuse me, in my entire life. And initially I was moving out, but uh, randomly we had a, well, she actually, (sighs) randomly she let me know that she was moving So I decided to stay in this home because it's very affordable. Although I make good money, I do have goals in mind that I want to attain and I wanted to keep my rent under a certain amount. And this house fits that with the square footage, the space, and I'm just excited. But it really, like I said, came with some very deep and triggering and traumatic and just a lot of emotional realizations and mental realizations and financial realizations. Um, I really learned my view on money from being in close proximity to my mother because here I am wanting more for myself and wanting to, and not that my mother doesn't want more for herself, but in goals of financial, um, financially speaking just deciding that i no longer wanted to be in debt and i wanted to save and i wanted to buy this and i wanted to invest in this or i wanted to invest in that it was just always met with so much resistance and it made me realize why i was showing up as the mother that i was showing up and i feel like this has really been an opportunity for me to explore why I was feeling like I needed to be angry and mean to my children was because that's how my mother treated us. Um, I don't ever remember a time my mother saying, Oh, I'm proud of you. And generally, general, genuinely meaning it or genuinely being happy for me or genuinely, and not even just me, me or any of my siblings. Um, although I'm pretty sure I'm the, I don't know what title I would be of her children, but I'm the least favorite. I'll let you know that. Uh, I feel as though showing up for myself and my relationship with my mother, uh, even when it felt uncomfortable, even when I've needed to say things and she's gaslit me even when I've had to come to terms with reliving certain traumatic things from my past involving her. It's been quite a beautiful journey because it's helped me to see the way in which I don't want to parent my children. It's helped me to see the way in which I don't have to allow others' opinions to dictate how I feel about myself. And as hurtful as it is, she was honestly my first bully. She was honestly the first narc narcissist I encountered, which is why I was married to one, because they're literally like it I living with her these last three years really made me understand how i was able to be in a relationship with my ex-husband and not realize the damage that it was doing to my mental physical emotional spiritual like financial It, it it didn't register how i had fallen into a relationship with him until i came here and it's like to come full circle and connect that dot like really felt It felt so hurtful, like, even when I, like, discover things about myself, like, normally I'm like, okay, so this is where this came from. But that one right there stung. Like, it didn't feel good to know that because at the end of the day, and I I actually had a conversation with her, uh, and I said, uh, what did I say? I think we were talking about relationships and how it's natural for us to feel like we want to be a part of a community. And I said, you know, we are, in, we are cultivated in someone's womb for nine months. We're not supposed to be by ourselves. Even when I tell my daughter, like, you know, get over it, like you're born by yourself, you'll die by yourself. No, we're not supposed to be by ourselves. We're not born alone. Yes, we come out of the birth canal alone, but we're born with our mothers, whether there are doctors there, doulas there, midwives, our husbands, whatever we are born with someone else so it's natural to want for us to want that genuine love and that genuine bond and when the most important bond and love is not given to you from the person whose womb you spent nine months in it takes a toll from conception so while I was here I would ask my mom questions you know how was the relationship with you and my father when I was conceived What were, you know, the living arrangements like when I was conceived? Who was at the hospital? When you left the hospital, you know, who, where, where did you leave? Like, whose home did you go to? Were you guys married? You know, just asking general questions, trying to understand where the lack of attachment came from. And in the three years that I've been here, And in the three years that I've gotten to know her more closely, it's been the most... I feel like unsettling is a little harsh, but it's been very unsettling. Knowing that there's no true loving bone in her body was the most hurtful thing for me and it's understandable why she's it's understandable how she could have been set up to be incapable of showing those emotions however when you know better you do better and I feel like I've pres. I In these last three years, I had presented so many opportunities for us to actually build and have a genuine connection that I just kind of got to a point where it was just like, you know what? I'm not really pressed anymore. And it was kind of the same thing with my ex-husband as well. I feel like and even my dad, I I don't even want to not throw him in the mix as well like the people that I was closest to these last three years have just proven to be the most uh, out of the last seven years that I've left my ex-husband yeah because it's about to be eight years out of the last seven years six or seven years that I've left my ex-husband these last three have proven to be the most self actualizing for me the way that i've had to shed certain aspects of myself like and it's like on your healing journey, like even when you think that you've arrived at a certain point it's just like nope, here's something else, and I feel like i' i'm getting emotionally intelligent enough to understand that even in the moment of upset i can still see that this is just something that's temporary this is just something that's very temporary and you know i can't be upset about it and i can't be upset that my mother and i will not have a relationship once she leaves because I've had several conversations with her and saying like, hey, you know, I feel like we don't really have a genuine connection. Like I want to do something to change that. Like I want to, you know, let's go out to, for brunch. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's always met with gossip. It's always met with negativity or it'll be like a fake. Oh, I really want to do this for you and the kids. But then it's like when I'm not around, you're kicking my back into other people, giving people. A license to say nasty and hurtful things about me and I had to understand where that came from and why I was so afraid of being seen and why I was so afraid of being talked about and why I was so afraid of people looking at me weird or looking at me like I was different and it's because that's how I felt growing up. I always felt like the eyeball. I've said this on pop previous episodes before like I've just not felt accepted. So knowing that it was my own parent, my own mother, and not just one parent, both, but, you know, it was both of them that, you know, were causing these things or making me feel as though I couldn't heal in the like in a safe space it really did something to me because it's just like sheesh like if i can't heal with my parents and have some type of sacred space to you know make mistakes and say you know what you did make that mistake but it's okay what are you going to do to change it it was met with oh wow you know just met with so much nastiness and it just didn't feel good for me it just didn't feel good and Coming to the realization of not wanting to continue that pattern with my daughters has been nothing short of amazing. I've gotten to know my daughters in different ways individually, and they've gotten to know me in different ways, and I've gotten to express my emotions to them, and I've gotten to be cassie and not mom i i feel like i've gotten to be human to them rather than this fictitious character i feel like when the bubble burst on my parents that they were human it wasn't that they were without flaw or that they just deserved to be burned at the stake it's the unwillingness to change That's the difference. I won't sit here and say like, oh, you know, I'm perfect. And, you know, I do all these amazing things for my children. And yes, I do show up for my children, but I feel like, and I, I, you know, I buy them this, I take care of them, you know, whatever I do financially for them. However, I feel like showing up for them emotionally and setting boundaries with them and telling, letting, and letting them know they can set boundaries with me. I feel like that is where we differentiate. I feel like allowing them their space to explore who they are is breaking a generational curse within themselves, within itself. And that's all, that's really all what I'm about. Making sure that I'm not continuing the same patterns that my parents did. And it hasn't been perfect at all. Um, There have been a lot of bumps on this road a lot because this isn't my final destination. So I'm not like, ah, you know, I've arrived. Even though I feel like, uh, you know, okay, now I have this, you know, adult paying job and now I have this adult household with adult bills. It still is like, okay, so this is my ground one. And I think I was fighting for the last six years just to get to this spot, and that's why I was feeling so like apprehensive to to celebrate it. Because on the one hand, ooh, am I gonna cry? On the one hand, it's like scraping and scratching just to get to this point, just to this level, where I feel like other millions of. Single moms are, of course they have their own household. Of course they have good paying jobs. Of course they take care of their children. But for me, it was just different. Because, yeah, I had my own household. I had a job, a good paying job. And in every pocket, I allowed myself to allow what I was feeling at that time determine and dictate my path. But then I also look at it like, you know, everything happens for a reason and things fall into place when they should. So if I would have stayed in my first apartment after I left my ex-husband, where would I have been? Who knows? Who knows? If I would have stayed in Pennsylvania and finished getting my CDL and figured myself out after that where would I have been who knows if I would have stayed in Oregon and continued and finished up my CDL and just stayed there and you know lived on the west coast with my daughters what would my path have been what would my life have been if I would have stayed in New Jersey and just waited in my car for the police to show up would I have been arrested and fired from the post office who knows where my path would have been or what my path would have led to. But I'm here right now. I'm here right now. With a great paying job and a great house that I am turning into a home. And I couldn't be more excited that this is my ground floor. I feel like I was in the basement of my own home for so long, but only in the basement because I was hiding from my full potential. Not because others were doing, yeah, people were definitely doing some wild things to me, but I was allowing it because I was refusing to see that I needed to grow. Because people only do, people only do what you allow them to do. And I feel like I allowed people to do a lot of things to me for so long. And it goes back to that attachment from birth. I did not have that healthy attachment. And when you have a healthy attachment with your mother, when you have a healthy attachment with your father, when you have a healthy attachment with the people that gave birth to you. Yes, things for you tend to go a lot smoother because you have that secure foundation that. I can do it because this is what my parents instilled in me. And. As hurtful as it is to come to that realization of how broken I was, I can't be sad because I'm doing the work to mend the pieces together and not even just mend them together, but to weld them together so that there's, there's no holes or cracks in it. Before, I felt like in every area of my life, I was only putting on good clothes and presenting that I was doing great. Presenting that I was okay emotionally. Presenting that I was okay financially. Presenting that I was okay spiritually. Presenting myself in this beautifully wrapped package. But on the inside, it was rotten. On the inside, it was, it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. And now I'm in a space where it feels good. Because now I allow my freedom, myself the freedom to go with my emotions in the moment and how I'm feeling. Even if I have to go back and apologize for my reaction at that point, I still am allowing myself to feel and speak on what I'm feeling at that moment. And that's the best gift. The best gift I could give myself the best. Like, I don't think people talk about the emotional aspect of breaking generational curses because, yeah, you can become generationally wealthy. You can go and be the first person to graduate in college, you know, college from your family, the first person to earn a million dollars in your family, the first person to do this in your family. But I don't think it's well actually it is. I feel like the emotional aspect of me being there for my children is something that was major for me because I've I feel like I support my children in a way that I have never felt supported by my parents. And that one for me is major because if you like if if there's no support from your parents like yeah you can go and find other people that will support you but it still does something it's still that hole there and since i'm a fan of the atlanta housewives let's let's take kenya moore into account right now we all know kenya moore's storyline she was abandoned by her mother when she was a baby raised by her father's mother And her mother, even when she would go to her mother's family's house, her mother would act like she was not in the room and just completely iced her out and emotionally uh, scarred her for the rest of her life. And I feel like although I have done things that are irreparable to my children, I've been in situations that are irreparable with my children, I feel like now I'm getting it right. I feel like now I'm doing it right. I can't go back and fix anything in the past. I can't. I can't even go back in my past before my children and fix anything. However, I can do choose to do something different moving forward. And that's really the only thing that I get joy from is doing something different for my children. Is doing something different For the children I gave birth to and creating something different from them and teaching them patience and teaching them self-love, self-love and teaching them boundaries and teaching them to be firm with people and teaching them to speak up for themselves, you know, and also still teaching them to be feminine, also still teaching them to be. You know, in love with themselves and not allow others, other people's opinions to sway how they feel about themselves. That's, that's been a major one for me. Because for the longest time, I always felt like, oh, I don't want anyone to look at me like this. Or I don't want anyone to look at me like that. And then I really started thinking, like, if people look at me any type of way, what, what does that say about me? Nothing. Because at the end of the day, what's my favorite saying? Happy hoes ain't hating, and hating hoes ain't happy. So I always feel like, if you have time to sit around and point your finger at somebody else, you, my friend, are poor and don't have enough and and have too much time on your hands. And me, I don't like being—I didn't like being poor. I didn't like having money. I—excuse me. Ooh, who said that? I like having money. I like having enough money to create a soft life for me and my children. That's what I like. I like having enough money to create the experience and the experiences that I want for my children and the access I want them to have and the network that I want them to have. That is what I look forward to. And inheriting this house and living here and decorating it and you know just hearing my mom say like the negative things like you know um about the furniture here and me keeping it and things like that it's just like you know at the end of the day I could go into debt and redecorate this entire house but I just got out of debt so why would I go back into debt trying to impress people who wouldn't give me a dollar if I said I didn't if, if it was like if I needed one you know and I feel like having that mindset and, you know, coming close to the end of this journey with her, I can say this was the last nail in the coffin to. Me putting how other people view me over how I view myself. I feel like I was trying to please everyone else for so long that now it's just like, what does it matter what you think about me? What does it matter what you think about my choices? You know? I feel like I'm at a point where... I don't want to, not even I don't want to, I'm not going to spend my life in fear of how I'm being viewed by others. Now, were there things I needed to, you know, pull in, pull the reins in? Absolutely. Like, oof, I had to take a trip down my TikTok lane and, you know, just look at some of my old videos and realize that I was oversharing because I was looking to trauma bond with people. And I had to realize um, these last three years, Doing a complete rehaul of my life, that a lot of the relationships in my life were trauma bonded, a lot of them, and I don't want that anymore. Like moving forward, like that's not it. That's not where I'm going with this. I feel like if there is a trauma bond forming, like I I want to, like I'm just always going to be open, open and upfront. Like I don't want to mislead myself or anyone else. And I'm famous for being like, hey, let's sit down and just get to the root call like I like to talk. I am a communicator. A communicator. I just needed to understand and establish boundaries for myself first, so I can then go out and establish boundaries for others around me. Because people again only treat you how you how you allow them to treat you. So coming close excuse me, drawing Close to the end of this journey with my mother is just kind of like a celebration for me. All, albeit sad because I'm real, ooh, albeit sad because I'm realizing that, you know, we probably won't talk when she leaves. I have no desire to have a relationship with her. Um, and I'm not sad about it anymore. Like I used to be really sad about it, but I'm not sad about it anymore. And you know, that's okay. Uh, Maybe I'll speak with my siblings and maybe I won't. I used to be sad about that too, but at the end of the day, I don't want to be in spaces that I have, like I can't express something and it be taken at face value and we can get past it. I don't want anyone to make me feel bad for having feelings just like I don't want to create a space for people to not be free to be themselves around me. But I feel like I do a pretty good job of creating space for people to feel seen and heard. Even if in the past, um, I would take up that space. And and I, I now looking back at that, I would take up space in certain instances and make things about me realizing that I'm doing that because it's just like oh there's people look 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 at me see me see me. and it's just like I don't have to do that anymore so now like not living in that light of feeling like I have to tell people see me love me hear me feel me it feels good to be at this point it feels mature to be at this point um, I, I've just, I've just come to terms with everything in my life. And I feel like I, I just don't look at anything with through a negative lens anymore. Like everything happens for a reason. And I find out certain things for a reason. I hear certain things for a reason, but everything is not for me to react to. And I feel like Closing this chapter of my life has significantly helped me in learning how to control my emotions and become more emotionally intelligent. And if that was the only thing I learned from this experience, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because emotional intelligence will take you further than money ever will. And, uh, yeah. Yeah that's kind of where i've been at lately guys um i took this hiatus not intentionally but intentionally and it's been the best hiatus uh ever um this is the best news i have could have gotten uh i get to finally set up the computer room as a gaming room i already started like uh picking out the foosball table like it's gonna be a complete game room and i'm so excited about it uh, I'm just, I'm happy for the next chapter in my life. And, you know, I'm i am happy for the direction that my podcast is going in. I say that every season and I don't care. I'm going to continue to say it. I'm not shutting my podcast down. I just need breaks here and there. Just like any normal human being, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm just happy with the direction that my podcast is going. I'm happy with the direction that my life is going. I'm happy with the direction that my finances are going. I'm happy with the direction that my parenting is going i'm i i I am completely happy with the direction that my relationship with my daughters are going i I really am but i I definitely wanted to come back and give you guys a little update on where I've been what I've been doing um I see you guys have still been listening to old episodes and thank you guys for always you know running up them listens and running up them streams and uh I'm just excited i'm just happy for the direction that my life is going in um what are my plans for the home for my home outside of me decorating and like putting up pictures and stuff like that honestly like i i can't give my business like i can't I can't tell y'all exactly what my next steps are but it's pretty exciting I, i'm I'm pretty excited for where everything is going i'll say that But with that being said, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, if you can identify with this, you know, identify if you can't. Here is some insight into someone who was not raised in a functional household and how not being raised in a functional household has its challenges when going through life and life's ebbs and flows when you are raised with a toxic narcissistic mother there are things in life that you have to figure out on your own there are things in life that you feel like you're just learning you're really just being left to learn on your own It's not fun. It doesn't feel good. But when you learn that you can actually do it and when you learn that you can actually be all the things that you want to be and do all the things that you want to do in spite, like that's what I've been learning. In spite of the toxic relationship I have with my mother, I still can be a great mother to my children. In spite of not really having relationships with my family, I can still open my heart to other people to find and build community. And that's been very instrumental in my life. I've been enjoying, you know, reaching out and finding people and allowing people in my space and setting boundaries with myself and respecting other people's boundaries. In spite of having such a chaotic romantic life, I'm still open to love and open to just receiving love and giving and still giving love and and allowing myself to be to excuse me to be vulnerable you know oh yesterday I went to the Erika Badu concert that was my first concert wasn't bad wasn't bad um I enjoyed myself I enjoyed myself and uh I met someone out there And we exchanged Instagrams and, you know, if we hang out in the future, we hang out in the future. If we don't, we don't. Such is life. And um, I'm just enjoying this space of just intentionally creating my life and allowing the universe to bring better to me. And that's literally what these past, what has it been? Almost two months have been. Creating what I want for myself and releasing it to God, the universe, and allowing what serves me to come back, you know? But yeah. So that's it for tonight's episode. Um, You know, same old, same old. Like, share, follow, subscribe. And yeah. Thanks for being a part of this journey with me. It's been a long time coming. And, you know, this is just the beginning. Like I said, I'm just at the ground floor of my home and ready to hit the ground running and not. Well, let me not say hit the ground running because I don't want to do anything super fast. This this next phase of my life is all about leisure and patience and creating sustainability that's what this is about. That's what this journey is about. And like I said, I am so appreciative for you guys <clears throat> being on this journey with me. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Ooh. I don't my episode up. You know what? <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Divorce Fairy Godmother. If you like what you heard and want more content, please check out our social media and handle Divorce Fairy Godmother. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And tune into the next episode of The Divorce Fairy Godmother.